Welcome to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by XM.com, where we provide meaningful and informative content about the events that affect market trends and shape global markets. Hello and welcome to the Weekly Outlook at XM.com. I'm Maria Pachardis and joining me is Senior Investment Analyst Rafi Boyajian. We'll be taking a look at the week ahead. So Rafi, let's begin with New Zealand, where the RBNZ on Wednesday will announce its policy decision. So far, New Zealand has avoided a second wave of COVID-19 infections and seems to be doing fairly well overall. The jobless rate actually fell in the second quarter. So what can we expect to hear from policymakers? So, Mayor, it is quite likely we may see the RBNZ uh, announcing an increase uh, in its large-scale asset purchases. Uh, so, the RBNZ remains very much dovish uh, because uh, they're likely to be pessimistic about the uh, the conditions of the labour market. Also, although the economy isn't doing too badly in comparison to other countries, uh, New Zealand does have its borders uh, still uh, close to the rest of the world. So that means the tourism sector is unlikely to be recovering anytime soon. So that would definitely uh, have a long-term impact uh, on the jobs market uh, and uh, the uh, and of course the asset purchase is not the only thing we may see from the RBNZ. Uh, in fact, they've been looking into whether or not they should adopt negative uh, interest rates. So, uh, and, uh, and in the last meeting, the RBNZ did clearly say that they're going to provide an update uh, on this review uh, at the August meeting. So that's probably going to be uh, the main focus for investors, uh, what the bank is going to uh, say uh, about uh, the possibility of uh, pushing rates into a negative, ter- in a neg- negative territory. Uh, and on top of that, uh, the RBNZ also uh, raises its eyebrows whenever the uh, New Zealand dollar appreciates too fast, too quickly. Uh, and so again, the, given the Kiwi's recent strong gains, that might trigger some kind of response uh, by the governor, Adrian or uh, at his press conference. Okay, turning now to Australia. On Thursday, we'll get the employment report. Will this be a cause for concern for the Reserve Bank of Australia? And what reaction can we expect to see in the Aussie? So uh, Australia is actually having a pretty uh, severe second wave uh, and so far the data hasn't been too bad. In fact, the PMIs have been fairly uh, positive uh, for July, uh, but we might, we might see a different picture uh, from, the, uh, from the employment numbers uh, for the same months. Uh, so any signs of weakness uh, from that from that data uh, could potentially hurt the Aussie and we're also going to be hearing from RBA Governor Philip Lowe on the same day on Thursday uh, when he's going to be testifying before uh, before lawmakers so if there's any shift in tone uh, we might also see a big response from the Aussie uh, as well. Uh, in addition to that uh, we're going to get some Chinese numbers which might affect the Aussie because uh, so far investors haven't been too worried about the um, possible slowdown in the Australian economy from a second wave because uh, that won't impact Australia's exports uh, to China, uh, which remain pretty strong. Uh, But uh, if we do see that from the data coming next week from Chinese industrial output and retail sales that the recovery in China uh, isn't either not quite as fast as had had been hoped or there's even signs of uh, the recovering Chinese maybe losing a little bit of steam, uh, that would also be negative for the Australian dollar. Moving on to the UK, we'll get job figures for June on Tuesday and the monthly print on GDP and the full quarter GDP estimate for the April to June period on Wednesday. Is the UK's recovery on the right track? 
So there's been a dramatic shift uh, in the outlook for the UK economy because the UK, of course, was one of the worst affected uh, virus countries in Europe. Uh, and then uh, finally, when the UK did manage to get the infections down and they were able to lift the lockdown. So there's been uh, so that uh, sh dramatic shift has been reflected in the pound, which has been really quite rallying quite hard lately. Uh, so although we're likely to see pretty dire job numbers on Tuesday and then the, the quarterly GDP print will probably be quite bad as well. In fact, the second quarter contraction in the UK could turn out to be one of the worst among the major uh, advanced uh, economies. Uh, investors will be uh, more concerned about the June data, the June GDP monthly print, as well as, well as uh, the industrial output numbers for June uh, as well, because that's when the lockdown was substantially relaxed in the UK. Uh, so a, a big rebound uh, in the June numbers uh, would uh, reinforce uh, that view that the UK recovery is strengthening. Uh, and that would, of course, be quite positive for sterling. Right. Okay, over to Europe now. The continent's virus numbers have been worsening since mid-July, and some countries are enforcing shutdowns again. What will this mean for the euro? So that's a possible risk that perhaps the markets haven't really priced in uh, a lot for the euro. Uh, although the virus numbers have been rising uh, in some European countries, uh, the, uh, I think the belief uh, is that uh, regional lockdowns uh, and some tightened restrictions will be enough to contain it. But if it starts to appear that uh, even tougher restrictions will be needed and perhaps even nationwide lockdowns, that would be a game changer possibly for the euro uh, because it would uh, significantly disrupt the recovery. Uh, it could possibly mean the eurozone will need additional monetary and fiscal stimulus, uh, and that could weigh uh, on the euro quite substantially. Uh, that would be quite a major setback. And finally, over in the US, we'll get the important retail sales data on Friday. What should we expect? Uh, so that's right. So retail sales will be the highlight in the U.S. Uh, and uh, so far, uh, there have been some mixed signals in, from the U.S. data. It has, it's not too clear uh, whether or not the resurgence uh, in virus numbers across the U.S. has uh, significantly hurt the recovery. Uh, so retail sales will be one of the more important numbers for the month of July uh, that will tell us uh, how well the economy is doing in particular, whether or not consumption is holding up despite uh, additional restrictions being imposed across uh, many states. So obviously, if there's a weak number from retail sales report, uh, that would be negative for risk sentiment, uh, which in fact would probably lift the dollar because the dollar has been behaving as a safe haven recently. Uh, but uh, investors will also be paying attention to congressional talks. So far, uh, Republicans and Democrats have not yet reached a deal on a new uh, virus relief uh, package. Uh, and if there's still no deal by Monday, uh, then that would mean uh, probably uh, risk appetite being severely impacted at the start of the week. Uh, if though we do get some kind of a deal over the coming days, uh, that would uh, potentially uh, signal uh, an end to the dollar slide because if you do get a big fiscal another big fiscal package in the US that would put a floor under treasury yields uh, because of the improved outlook for the US economy and that that in turn uh, would could possibly put a halt to the dollar's downtrend. Rafi thanks so much and thanks for joining us at xm.com. Thank you for listening to another episode of Global Market Insights brought to you by xm.com. For more in-depth technical and fundamental analysis, be sure to visit www.xm.com forward slash research.